welcome to Purifying Truths with A Star. Hope everybody is having a fabulous Saturday. Today we have with us a gem by the name of Leah Stein. For those of you who are not familiar with Miss Stein, she is a homeschool mother of three, an author and entrepreneur. Welcome to Purifying Truths. Leah, how are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Well, we're going to jump right in and talk about how in the world can you homeschool three and still run a business? How do you balance work and Very life? Carefully. <laughs> <laughs> Very carefully. I, I plan a lot and I really focus on not taking on too much. Mm-hmm. So organization is key, definitely, because you have a lot on your plate. If you could do things differently, would you choose one over the other? Um, I would always choose my family. Mm-hmm. So if I had to choose between having a business or homeschooling and being home with my kids, family comes first no matter what. I agree. Family first. So when you are scheduling and juggling and doing the things that we as mothers do, um, how are you able to have a business that is successful? Because you have quite a few things that you do that we're going to get into in a few moments. Um, Honestly, I just revolve everything around when I'm available. Um, ah. I, I homeschool from about nine thirty in the morning. We're done by twelve thirty every day. So then the kids go and play. The baby goes for her nap, and so I have a few hours right there where I can work or do my phone calls or do whatever I need to do. And then mm-hmm. in the evening, my older two wrestle, and so they're gone from six to eight. My husband picks them up and brings them home. The baby goes to sleep while they're gone. So I have a little bit of time in the evening. I'll stay up late if I need to, wake up early if I need to, just kind of, you know, work it out. And on my husband's days off, I'll be like, okay, I need like three hours. So hang out with the kids. I'm going to go work for those three hours. Amazing. I love how you fit it in. You know, it does require sacrifice. And certainly you're showing us that you don't have to have a huge chunk of time to do it, that you can, you know, a little here, a little there, and it all comes together. Right. If you plan correctly. Yeah. And the biggest part is really focusing. You know, if you sit down at your computer and you're like, I'm going to work for two hours and then you are Mm -hmm. on Facebook and you're doing other things and balancing your checkbook and, you know, then of course you're not going to get as much done. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Have to be focused. Is there something that helps you to stay on task or stay focused? Do you have any tips or secrets to help us with that? Honestly, it's a battle. I mean, it, it, with all the the distractions, it's a battle to stay focused, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, when you hear everybody in the living room and they're, you know, the baby's trying to get in the room and (laughs) things happen. So it is easy to get distracted, but it just kind of, I just put myself in the time, like in the thought process of, okay, if I don't get it done now, when's my next time that I'm going to get it done? And what am I going to have to move in order to get it done at a different time? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So just kind of putting it into perspective for myself helps a lot. Yes. And with everything in life, perspective is so important. Now, I know that not only are you a homeschooling mother of three, but you're an author. So 
I understand you have a book out, a children's book, which would, you know, I'd, I'd guess that being a mother um, of three. The name of your book is A Boy and His Butterfly. Um, I want you to tell us just a little bit about what inspired you to write the book. Um, my kids, honestly. Mm-hmm. We are very into nature. We're outside as much as we can possibly be. Every year we've um, had raised caterpillars into butterflies and we've done a lot of researching and looking them up and looking up the different caterpillars and made sure we had a butterfly garden at our last house that we'd, mm-hmm. we'd watch and we'd watch them lay their eggs. And so we'd watch the whole process. Every year we would do this. So it was something that really just, it, it's important to me. And it was important mm-hmm. to them. So uh, I wrote a book about it. <laughs> yes, yes. And the fact that it's for children and you have the input and inspiration of your children certainly is something that all children will enjoy. For those of you that have not read A Boy and but, His Butterfly, please. it's highly recommended. Please go and get it. It is on Amazon. And when you get the book, as I say with every author, make sure you leave a review. Let Leah know what you think about it. It's worth more than the profit to us when you leave a review. So please get the book um, off of Amazon, A Boy and His Butterfly. So I understand that you not only wrote the book, but you also helped illustrate the book. Yes. Do you do any other drawing, uh, maybe, you know, for a hobby or for even for work? Uh, actually, that's my happy place. That's ah. uh, kind of when I am stressed out or I am just need some, some self-care. Mm-hmm. That's what I love to do. I draw. I, I paint mostly is where I really love to be. Mm-hmm. But um, that's my kind of my go-to of, okay, I just need, I just need some time. And I'll just paint something. Wow. I love the fact that it is therapeutic for you. You know, we all have to find what works for us. And when we do have that moment to just woosah, as we say, to do something that we truly love. And for me, and I believe for you too, um, writing is a part of that. So let's talk a little bit about what you do professionally I am a writer. I have a business called Leah Stein Writing, and I repurpose podcasts into blog posts, and I also Mm -hmm. write show notes. And so for those who aren't familiar with show notes, please go a little bit in detail and explain what that is. Uh, Show notes are what you see when you look up a podcast that you're thinking about Mm -hmm. listening to and you read it, and that's what gets you to actually press play. Yes. <laughs> yes. The written commercial is what I think of it as, Pretty you know, much, to yeah. put that visual picture in your mind. And that is a talent all of itself. What inspired you, Leah, to even go that route um, as far as your business? Um, honestly, I, I love listening to podcasts, but with three kids, I really <laughs> have time to listen to a full episode of anything. Uh, and if I do, it'll be maybe a half hour podcast that I listen to over a period of three days. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I really wish I had this this content available to me without having to go to some, you know, generic website to find it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times when you search topics, you come up with a lot of, you know, better homes and gardens or whatever. And there's nothing wrong with those. But I feel like they're not as personal as a mm-hmm. podcast. 
where you feel like they're actually speaking to you. So if there's a blog attached to that podcast, I can spend five minutes reading the blog post about that episode as opposed to sitting there and trying to listen to it over an extended period of time. Makes sense. And I love the fact that when you saw a need, you went ahead and fulfilled the need. Instead of complaining about the problem, you became the solution. So hats off to you for that. And it's something that not only you need, we all do. Right. And that, I think about that all the time. Like, man, all these self-help podcasts, self-development, pretty much anybody who is helping somebody else with their podcast, mm-hmm. that's who I want to work with. And yes. I want to get that information to more people and mm-hmm. even draw in more people to their podcast by SEO and, you know, attracting them by the, the blog post so that maybe they'll be like, oh, you know what? I really like this information. I'm going to go to their podcast and listen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, you mentioned a little bit about self-help. Do you do any other type of podcast or do you stay strictly with that? Um, I prefer to work with strictly self-help, self-development, but that is all encompassing. I mean, really, it's anybody who helps other people. Like um, there's a homeschool podcaster that I really like that, you know, I would do it for for them because they're getting out information about homeschooling. Mm -hmm. So really pretty any sort of development type of things. Understood. And so why did you choose that versus some of the other areas or genres of podcasts? Uh, because as I said, I don't really get to listen to a lot of podcasts. So this ah. <laughs> I get to listen to them, absorb all their content and write about mm, it. So I see uh-huh. a little bit of self-help in there. It's all worked in so that I can enjoy what I'm doing on a daily basis and learning and, you know, being able to help others learn too. Love it. So you're being inspired while you're helping others be inspired. Exactly. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Now, how long have you been writing professionally? About eight years. Mm-hmm. And then was this something that you had, you know, you had a transition in life and you decided to start writing or have you been writing, you know, for longer than that, just decided to do it professionally eight years ago? I have been pretty much writing my whole life. It's always been a hobby of mine. I've always, you know, journaled and wrote poetry and, you know, pretty much everything revolved around me writing. I have journals from when I was a teenager that just Mm -hmm. stacked up. And um, so it's always been a passion of mine. And I didn't have my business geared toward that until recently. I just redid my business because it needed to be redone. Um, I was doing more of a marketing type of aspect of things. And I just kind of wanted to get out of that Mm -hmm. and focus more on what I really want to do. Well, certainly it sounds fulfilling. You know, like you said, you're, you're able to listen to and, you know, you're also able to reproduce and help others. Um, At the same time, you're able to spend time with your family, which is the number one priority. So it seems as though um, you're accomplishing quite a bit in the time that many of us (laughs) are trying to figure out what to do. It seems like that you're getting the things accomplished um, doing, I guess I'd say, multitasking. Um, Yes, that's a skill. Yeah, it depends on, you know, what what it is that I'm multitasking. I try to multitask only the 
unimportant things like dishes and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't try to like multi, I don't multitask my work. Mm-hmm. I say, okay, I'm working. Mommy's working. Doors closed. Mm-hmm. So that's why I get the undivided time to listen. Right. Um, but, and you know, homeschool pretty much phones off. This is my undivided attention. So there are things I multitask a lot throughout the day, but those are the two things that I try not to multitask. Good planning and multitask the things that are less important. Right. Oh, sounds like gems to me. Some advice that we all could use. So I know that you're homeschooling. We've mentioned that a few times. Um, Why? Why did you decide to homeschool versus public or private school? Well, um, my oldest was actually in preschool and daycare. And then I was at the doctor's office with him. We had already done the school tour and everything. And he was, you know, nervous about going, but we were ready. Mm -hmm. And I was at the doctor's office getting his physical and paperwork and I was filling it out. And I called my husband and I'm like, I don't think I could do this. So my husband's a chef and he works very long hours a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time he was working in a hotel restaurant and he was, he's the executive chef. So he's was pretty much there from nine o'clock in the morning till sometimes two o'clock in the morning and he would have days off, but they would be few and far between and they would only be in the middle of the week. So he, mm-hmm. they would literally never see each other. So I was like, let's just try it for a year. And that was in kindergarten. And <laughs> here we are eight years later. <laughs> Wow. So, you know, what what do your children think of it um, as far as your perspective and what they're telling you? Because many people will see when we're homeschooling our children and think that, well, they don't get the social interaction or, you know, they're missing something or they're being sheltered. What's your perspective and how does your kids um feel about being homeschooled because I'm sure they know others that aren't right yes well actually we me and my kids actually just had this conversation yesterday um I was talking to my oldest who's 12 I mean he's in seventh grade he's going to be going up to the high school ages soon and you know we've just moved to our area in February so they don't have too many friends yet um Mm -hmm. you know our our uh a group of friends from where we're from, we had tons of friends, you know, there was never a want for anything else. But here it's a little different because they don't have that yet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I asked him, I said, you know, what do you think? Do you feel like you're missing out on stuff? But, you know, if you want to go to public school, I'm okay with that. If you want to try it out, I'm okay with that. You know, just you need to be honest with yourself, be honest with me if this is something you want, because I, you know, I have that guilt. I have that, oh, are they missing out? Oh, you know, because the neighbor kids, they go to school and they come home with different instruments or different projects that they're working on and, you know, different things than we do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the kids are like, oh, why don't we do that? Or why don't we do that? And, you know, we just don't school that way. There's some things that we do do that's similar, but we have our own way of schooling. We don't do public school at home. We just mm-hmm. homeschool. And um, he was like, no, I want to be homeschooled. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I was like, you know, as you get older, you know, you could try out different sports. You could try out different things. You know, that's the the beauty of of public school is you have that opportunity because unfortunately they don't give that opportunity to 
to homeschoolers, mm-hmm. even though we pay the taxes and, you know, mm-hmm. do all the same things, but we don't get the benefits of it, of that kind of thing. And, right. you know, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a tough balance. It's, you know, there's a lot of, of mom guilt feeling like I'm keeping them from, from opportunities or that they're not getting exposed to as much stuff as they would in public school. But then I think about it and, you know, I mean, we spent the day yesterday at a state park. We went on a field uh-huh. trip with a bunch of other kids. We went for a nice walk. We went for a hike. You know, when we came home, they were fulfilled. They were happy. You know, they, didn't, they weren't wanting for anything. Uh-huh. So... You know, it's a tough balance, but I feel like if it was the time and they really wanted to go to public school, they would tell me. Mm -hmm. Well, it's so good that you have that open relationship and it's not one sided that you did indeed and you do continue to have the door open for them to have some input on what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. Of course, um, That says a lot there. So I think that the mom guilt should just be thrown away because (laughs) it's not just you making. It's a family decision and they're in on the decision. Yeah, you're right. It's just Mm -hmm. it's it's one of those things because they don't know what they're missing. I guess that's where the mom guilt comes from. Because like, I mean, not that I love school because I didn't. I, I, (laughs) I didn't love going to school. I didn't love. I mean, I think elementary school I liked. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, you know, but all you know, middle school, high school, yeah, you know, eh. it's not something that I remember as being great times. So, but at the same time, they don't know what they're missing. They don't know that they would have the opportunity to play football and baseball and all the things that maybe it's just not available. And well, most of that is because they wrestle, and wrestling mm-hmm. they pretty much wrestle year round. Okay. So trying out other sports isn't really an option. Well, you know, if they love what they're doing, then, you know, wrestling might be their thing. Yeah. You know, and so the good thing about homeschool is that you're able to pour into them to give them the values and the morals um, while they're young. So they don't have to be wondering and figuring a lot of things out um, because you're able to pour into them and answer right away. They don't have to wait until after school to ask you or after you get off, you know, after they get out of school and after you pick them up and they get, you know, off of whatever their extracurricular activities are, they can ask whenever it spurts and you're able to answer and explain and instill the things that are important to you and your family and leave that legacy that way. Um, certainly there's pros and cons for both. I agree with you, but I just think that it's so phenomenal that, you know, you're not just doing one, but three, you know, and so not quite in school yet. <laughs> you have a little toddler, right? Yes. She is 15 months. She well, let me tell you school and steal pencils and rip notebooks. <laughs> But she's not technically in school yet. 
Well, she is in school because she's in the school of life. She's trying to figure out her balance and she's trying to figure out the boundaries and she's watching. And even when you're teaching them, you're teaching her because she's understanding discipline and what to do and what not to do, what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. So, you know, don't sell yourself short. You're doing a phenomenal job. Thank you. And running a business, you know, (laughs) you're doing a, you're doing a lot, you know, and you're doing it well to have a successful business during this time of COVID is something that, um, is to be looked at and definitely, um, given accolades because many major corporations haven't withstood this pandemic. I know. And to see, you know, that with all the other things that you're doing, you're still able to be a successful entrepreneur. Again, hats off to you. Do you have any tips that, you know, you would share with others that maybe are thinking about either homeschooling or entrepreneurship? Honestly, just follow your heart. I mean, do what what you think is right. I I put off, you know, repurposing my business or relaunching my business. Uh-huh. Uh, for a long time because I was scared. I was scared uh-huh. I wasn't going to be successful. I was scared I wasn't going to make it. I was scared that I wasn't going to get that amount of mo- the money I was getting from my clients because I, I'm uh-huh. changing things. And I was just scared. And, you know, I'm so glad that I did it because I feel so much better and I'm more excited to work. I'm happy to do these things. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, it's something that I look forward to doing as opposed to, oh, I got to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this is my business. I should I should be able to run it how I want to run it. I should be able to work when I can work and I should be able to do the work I want to do. Right. I agree with you. And, you know, we all should be able to do what we love and get paid for it. And I love the fact that you follow your heart. You're doing it. And you do enjoy what you're doing. So you are letting others know that it's possible by showing them. And you said fear played a big part. You know, I think in everything, you know, that's new to us, there's some fear. But I love the fact that you just did it. And that's what we have to do. We have to just step out on faith, you know, step out on that fear, crush it and move on to the next level because on the other side of fear, great things await. Yes. And, you know, I mean, I have a mindset coach and she had a huge part in it. She's fantastic. So she's, you know, been that encouraging voice and that, you know, she's helped me conquer those fears and, you know, take steps that I needed to take. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you've given us that tip as far as, you know, follow your heart, you know, let go of the fear and just keep pushing. And, and you know, we can do it as well. If you could do it over, what would you do differently? I would have started my business a long time ago. And I would have done it exactly as I wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I would have done. <laughs> Understood. Yes. Well, um, is there anybody that has inspired you? I understand you mentioned your mindset coach, but anybody that has inspired you, um, that encourages you, that you go to for your rock that you'd like to mention and um, maybe give a thank you while we're broadcasting today? 
uh, honestly, there's so many people. I have such a great support <gasps> system. Um, my husband is number one. Uh-huh. He's been supportive of every single thing I've ever tried to do. He's always been there for me. No doubts. Just, you think you could do it? Do it. Go for it. He's always been that person. Mm-hmm. And I have some very good friends who I can, you know, call with any of any concerns or just if I just need to vent and get advice. Mm-hmm. So there's there's quite a few. I, I'm very blessed to have the people in my life that I have. Definitely a support system means the world um, because we all need somebody. I'm a firm believer that we were not meant to be alone. We were meant to be in a community, whether that's your family or your friends or, you know, whoever your community exists. I mean, whoever makes up your community is who you should be able to pour into and pull from. Yes. Because it takes a village, as they say. I agree completely. Yes. Now, um, once again, I'm just in love with this book, people. (laughs) I want to make sure I mention it once again. Um, A Boy and His Butterfly is on Amazon. Please get the book. It is not only written, but also it is illustrated by Leah. She did have um, someone help her with the illustrations, but she also contributed to that. It is a wonderful read for young children and don't forget to write a review. Leah, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on Purifying Truths. Before I let you go, though, I would like you to please, if the audience would like to get in touch with you, tell us how they can do that. I am on Instagram at um, Leah Stein Writing. Facebook also. My website is leahstein.com. And um, I also actually have a second Instagram that's based on kind of my homeschooling and outside adventures. It's called the outside Mm. thinkers. All right. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, like I said, it's been such a pleasure. I thank you so much for the words of wisdom and the gems that you've shared with us today on purifying truths. You please come back and visit us and let us know what else you're doing. Do you have anything on the radar that we should be on the lookout for? I am working on a new book. Uh, This one's going to be about earthworms. Mm. So hopefully I'll be able to get that done soon. My husband was asking about last night, actually. (laughs) So as soon as I have the uh, extra brain power to put into it, I'm going to be working on that also. Wonderful. We'll definitely be waiting anxiously um, to read that book as well, assuming it will be a children's book. Yes. Oh, yeah. wonderful. It'll be wonderful. the same style as my other book. And also one note that my kids' names are Zachary and Caden, and the ch- child in the book is named Zayden. So oh, you mixed are, it. Yeah. My friend actually came up with that. but um, <laughs> Creative. Thought, yes. They, they love the fact that their, their combo name is in the book. <laughs> hmm hmm Well, that is so creative. And, you know, seriously – Once things in the future, you know, you have that book and you're ready to promote that, certainly let us know. We'd love to have you back on Purifying Truths. You've been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. And thank you for tuning in to Purifying Truths with A-Star. 
Tune in every Saturday at 9 and noon for exciting new guests who illuminate the world in various facets of life. Connect with A Star on Instagram and Facebook at Facets of a Star. Check out the website www.facetsofastar.com. Shine bright.